We're good. Okay. Here we go. Got a little bit of a late start today. Got some technical difficulties again. You'll hear about that in You Suck. <laughs> so, my name is David. This is my brother Ray, and we are Preachers from the Bleachers. And away we go. So, you can uh, hear us right here on uh, YouTube. You can watch us uh, with our cool little backgrounds. And uh, you can check us out on Spotify. Spotify. Thank you. Spotify. And always on Anchor.com. Anchor.fm slash Preachers from the Bleachers. As always, we'll listen to comments or reply to anything you got to say uh, or, you know, act on any suggestions you might have about what you want to hear us talk about. So uh, pass this on to anybody that you think might be interested in listening or just want to make fun of us, whatever. <laughs> we're easy to make fun of. So Yeah, that, that is true. So uh, today we're going to talk about uh, baseball starting tomorrow. We're going to talk a little bit about NBA. There's lots going on there. Uh, a little bit of NFL, some NCAA coaches, uh, what's going on with those guys, and then uh, all about the Benjamins, the serial character version. So <laughs> I'm going to like all about the Benjamins. That's something we, we came up with last year. Uh, like who's on your uh, currency for your team or, in this case, your cereal boxes. Yeah, cereal is a sport. Cereal is a sport. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start out with baseball. So baseball starts tomorrow. So, and I know you want to talk about some who's going to do what and all that kind of stuff. I'm going to listen to you tonight because, I mean, I am way behind on some baseball listening. Um, usually if I play fantasy baseball, man, I'm, I'm like all over who's where and who's good. How does anybody play fantasy baseball? That, that seems real difficult to me. It, well, it's not. It's, it's something you got to look at every day, but, it, but it's something that makes me keep track of the sport a lot more. So... Probably in future seasons, I will I will do that just so. You know, oh, okay, I get everything. So yeah. you got to play fantasy baseball to make you keep up with with baseball. A lot. Uh, that or the Rangers have to be good, and so. Well, that's important. I get it because fantasy I mean, baseball. Like, I watch. I, I watch because I watch my team play, and then whenever the whenever the Chicago Scrubs is losing, that usually gets my attention too. Yes. Yeah. So. Uh, so who you got, man? Who you thinking? Uh... Oh man, let me run it down to you, brother. First of all, I mean, let's just cut to the chase. In the East, I got the Yankees. That's an easy pick, right? It's yeah. sixty games. After ten games, if they're missing a pitcher, they're probably just gonna go buy one. So let me get to <laughs> let me get the Yankees. Uh, in the West, I got the Astros. They said there's not gonna be any more um, video equipment. Uh, for nobody, like they took out little video rooms or whatever. Then how are they gonna win? But um, they will find a way. Hey yeah. man, Dusty Baker is a good man. He is. So I, I believe Dusty Baker just gonna you know play baseball. That's what they do. So and then in the central, I got my White Sox. And no, some people some people think that's just kind of a you know a homer pick. I think we got the right mix of of young people. And young veterans, like we ain't got nobody that's like thirty-eight on the squad. Uh, but I mean, in terms of hitters, anyway, and, and, and skill positions, there might be some old guy in the, on the pitching staff. I forget, but we picked up a lot of good people. So I believe that uh, 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 Aloy, I think he might make a run at, at an MVP bid. Not not a serious one, like you know, maybe like. Number ten or something. I think he's just gonna have a good. You know, what I mean, he's gonna have a real good year. 
Um, um, I love my man. Um, I call him Batflip. I don't even know his real name no more because he just don't care about the unwritten rules. Man, you ain't Is seen my... Tom no. No. Um, I want about to say Tim Reynolds. You're going to make me say the wrong name. But White Sox in the Central. Right. <laughs> I've been drinking, man, so I ain't the names don't come to me right. But anyway, uh, <laughs> in the wild card, man, took the Twins. Look. It, I'm just going to be honest. It was hard to pick the White Sox over the Twins. Twins is legit, as legit as could be. But I don't know why they can't never win over the – even back when they hit, back in the day when they had um, um, Garden Hire. God damn it, I remember the name. When they, had, when they had Garden Hire at managing, they used to be real good then. They've been real good for the last two, three years. I, but for whatever reason, they can't never always, like, push through. I don't know, maybe it's because it's the Yankees are always in their way. But – even my White Sox was able to push through in 2005. So I'm just saying, something about the Twins that just makes them fail. I like the Twins. So, but I got the Twins and the Rays in the wild card. Yeah. But I think I know, the- I'm, I'm fine with the Rays being there. I, just, I, I yeah. think baseball should move out of Florida. They don't support their teams. Yeah, well, I only picked the Rays because, you know, I look good in the blue and it's my name. I'm just going to be honest. <laughs> In the National League, where they will have a DH, gotta take the Braves in the Love East. That. When I think about the Braves, man, they they almost back to the point where they used to be in the nineties, right? Win a lot, but not a lot of World Series. That's that's gonna yeah. be the they almost I, back to that point. I pulled out my Tom Glavin Top Stadium Club baseball card the other day from 1992. That, was, that looked nice. It looked nice, but was it worth a couple grand? Probably not. Okay. All right. In the Central, I got the Reds just because I don't see nobody else being able to do nothing else in the Central. So it's I, I almost like, like default. And, and then in the West, I got to go to Dodgers, man. I love the Dodgers. Yeah. I don't know if it's because I live out here on the West Coast. And we ain't got no real baseball team here in Las Vegas. I don't know if it's because it's the team of black people. Yeah, I said it's the team of black people. It's the team of Jackie Robinson. So everybody going to love you. I mean, if you black, and you, how you not love the Dodgers? So may that might be a, 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 what do you, a, a black pick, if you will, a black homer pick. Because I like the Dodgers. Hey, Jackie Robinson. Ain't nobody going to say nothing bad about Jackie Robinson. Dodgers. Let me get the Dodgers. And then, and then in the wild cards, I took the Phillies. Um, I believe okay. in Joe Giraldi as a manager. I like I him. Think, yeah. I think he. Um, He's done great over his career. More, more importantly, I think he understand. He manages people and personnel real well. Like more, more like a more like a Phil Jackson of baseball. Not with the Zen. He just do it the way that he do it. So I like Joe Giraldi. Then I took the Padres for the same reason. I took the Wild uh, Wild White Sox. I took the Padres in the Wild Card because I think they just they just young enough. Just good enough, but just young enough that they don't even know they ain't supposed to arrive yet. They probably really two, maybe even three years away. But with sixty games, you get you get a bunch of young kids out there doing what they do, and they ain't smart enough to realize that they shouldn't be here yet. So I took yeah. the I took the Padres and the Phillies in the wild card, and then in in the American League championship, I'm just gonna go right past the N- NLDS. I'm going to take nice. the Yankees and the White Sox. I'm going to take the, the Yankees. 
to represent the American League. That's as far as I can take my homerism. I can't. Yeah. I mean, I might be pushing it a little. I'm pushing it a little bit, taking the White Sox in the Central. I can't push it and say they gonna beat the Yankees in the American League, but I am gonna be happy when they do. But I'm. A, but for the record, for the record, I'm gonna take the Yankees. I'd be happy if we if we somehow if that's a wrong pick by me, that would be one of them wrong picks that I'm happy about, right? Right. In, in the in. Dodgers, dude. I ain't even got to tell you. It's going to be Dodgers and Yankees. I ain't even. I don't know if it's going to be the Padres or the Phillies or the. It don't matter. The Dodgers is the best team in the West. I don't even think it's close. They just signed Mookie Betts to $318 million. And the only thing I could think was, damn, he didn't even get football money. It's it's a hundred percent. Aren't they a major league contracts a hundred percent guarantee? It's a, that's right, right. His three eighteen so, is, is all of his. That is true. Maybe he did so, get that money. But so maybe he did get that bag. But uh, <laughs> Dodgers, man, I don't even see how you know what I mean. And then when a shortened season, maybe um, Clayton Kershaw will actually show up in the playoffs. Maybe, maybe. I mean, with a shortened man, Dodgers. Then if it, I don't think I just talked myself into a Dodgers victory over the Yankees. Dodgers over the Yankees oh. in the World Series. All right, that's your. We write that. I wrote that down right now. Says, write it all. Write it all down. We're gonna hear your picks next week since you weren't prepared. We're, we're gonna try. You know, I tried. To, I was listening to some MLB radio this morning, trying to you know, get back into it. And they were saying a lot of things like you were saying that the White Sox look good this year, the Reds look good this year, um, man. But that you know, one of the guys said he thinks there's probably gonna be a couple players hit over 400 this year. Because it's only sixty games, and usually, you know, if you get hot at the beginning of the season, man, it's 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 a right. You know, this, this is a sprint this year, not a marathon. So, I, I think I, yeah, I think stuff's going to change. Padre. That's why I picked the Padre. Yeah. In a sprint, take the young people. Yeah, <laughs> but, no, no, I I think that right there at the end of the season, you're going to have a bunch of guys that are like tied or right there for the wild card or right there trying to get in. I mean, it's, so it's going to make it kind of really exciting. The but wild I think card could be interesting. It might be yeah. It could be five teams in that, in 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 game fifty five. Yeah, somebody they they. I mean, I hope baseball ready to flip this coin or do whatever it is. Yeah, it's gonna be tight all the way. Just like when the NBA restart, they they had to pick who ain't gonna be in the restart. Major League Baseball might have a problem. It's a good problem to have having too many teams that's right here on the on the on the playoff. That's a lot of excitement. That's a lot of excitement. The 60 games make it exciting. But if we get yeah. to game 50 and you got more than half of your league possibly could be in the playoffs, that's a good thing. It's a good it's a good problem to have. Like injuries, whereas before you could weather a big injury, you know, if it's for a few weeks or it's something done. like that, it's, it's done. <laughs> you're done. It's done. I don't think you're going to see people, you know, if, if, uh, if Judge from the Yankees is three yeah. for three. And when it's two innings left, and they up four runs, you might have to take him out. Sitting down, yeah. You might have to take him out. You have to consider. I and it sounds crazy because it's only sixty games, but you might have to have a little different strategy. You're not really resting players. You're just getting ready for game sixty-one because yeah. you because you because you're good enough that you believe that you could be there in the end. Right. With a championship ring, so you 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 have to do things a little differently when it's sixty games. You might have to rest players like you in the NBA or something. 
Well, my only prediction so far for the season is that the Rangers will not be in the playoffs. So, I mean, <laughs> this is true. We'll we'll see. Yeah, right. Uh, they play hockey though. They do, as a matter of fact. They double. They 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 double. Play, they play baseball. They play baseball they in the summer and hockey in the winter. All right, cool. All right, I was confused. Thank and you. That's, that's why they're not very good hitters, is because they're swinging with uh, hockey sticks. They swing them real low. Can't hit a lot of home runs they, with that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, in the preseason so far, I think we're going to see a lot of more of this. A lot of more. We're going to see a lot more of this going forward in, in other sports. There have been uh, a lot of kneeling so far, like in, in some preseason games. Like the Giants, uh, several of the Giants the other day were kneeling for the National Anthem. Several of the Reds the other day were kneeling for the National Anthem. So, um, you know, that's going to be confrontational, I guess. But, you know, a lot of people are going to have to get used to that. I, I see more of that coming in, in this era of uh, social justice reform. So, um, Tim Anderson. That was the name. Thanks, ah, man. Ah, 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 ah. Tim Batflip and my bad brother, my bad. Go. I gotta stop drinking this, man. What is Make it? It's um, man, I ain't giving these people no pub. They ain't paying me. It's a, it's a, it's one. Of, it's a lady drink. I'm just gonna be honest. It's right. margaritas in a bottle. I don't even like okay. margaritas, but I, it was wet, and my mouth was dry. So it's hey. getting the job done. You like those two dollar margaritas? You always tell me about those. Well, now that, that's different though. A two dollar. I like it when it's cheap, bro. But Tim, I'm still about to say Tim. Tim Anderson, we got Tim, Tim Batflip Anderson. That's what I call him. For the White Sox, is legit, and I just doesn't. I could not think, man. But I'm I'm back on track for a second. We'll I think if I think if the White Sox follow his lead. Where he just got this, I don't care attitude. I don't care about the written rules. I don't care about none of that. I think that's that's. I think that's the way that you want to be when sixty games. Just go play. Don't worry about all that other unwritten rules and what we should be doing and what we should. Only thing you care about is run, throw, catch, and hit. That's it. Can you field it? Can you throw it? That's it. Just stay with the basics, and and, and be young and be spirited. I think that's us, man. Backflip. So Flat. if there's if there's one thing that you take from tonight, our audience, Tim Anderson. Tim Anderson. Tim Backflip Anderson. All right, NBA. Man, there's so much going on with the NBA right now. Uh, so NBA is one week away. Scrimmages started today. I haven't heard anything about any of those yet. Uh, thank goodness zero of three, 346 players have tested positive for COVID. Great. The bubble is working. Uh, Black Lives Matter is on the court now. and it's bigger. Is the bubble working? I don't know. Or, see, this zero, is what, zero of 346. That's what I'm saying. Man. So they had, so in the beginning with this COVID thing, I was like, eh, BS. And then people around me started getting it. I started, I done bought masks. I got like four masks. I was like, I'm never going to buy a mask. Man, I got like four, six of them things. I'm starting to color coordinate them with my outfit. I but, got a 50 pack. <laughs> but it, but, but I got I a, a 50 pack. Of, see what I'm talking about? That's too much. So I got a friend. $10, I got, $12. I got, I got a friend, and her mom is like, is like super, super grandma. She babysit five kids. She do all the cooking and cleaning for everybody in two, three houses. You know, <laughs> you know what I mean? She got the COVID. Oh, no. So people were trying to figure out who going to watch the kids. Who gonna, but no. 
Super Grandma just kept on doing the damn job. Ain't none of the kids. This was three weeks ago. I just found out about the story today. This was three weeks ago. Ain't none of the kids got COVID. Ain't nobody else in the house. And the people that come in and out of the house that she feed. You know right? And we nobody got the dog on COVID. So now my new thing. I'm almost. I'm not quite back to my original theory of all BS. But people they claim this asymptomatic don't have it. You either sick or you ain't sick. Hey, my friend, I had a friend at work that got it, lost 25 pounds. She was attached to all kinds of stuff. So ain't no way, ain't no way in the world that that just seems extreme. How one person can get it and 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 she literally touching the lives of 40 people. I mean, she cooked their food. <laughs> you know what I mean? She touched their food. But nobody got the damn COVID. No way, bro. No way. So I'm not quite back to the COVID is BS. But then I hear zero. Zero COVID tests. Them brothers out there high-fiving, catching bass fish, doing dead teas. What? Well, they, they no no uh, no body contact on scrimmages and stuff yet. That was supposed to start today. So. Man, they touching the same damn basketball, man. Uh-huh. So they might have 40 basketballs, but only they only playing with 20 of them. They touching it. Man, come on, man. I don't know. I don't know about this COVID thing, but but definitely zero tests. What do you say, 346 players? Yeah. Sound it's still a good thing. Whether COVID is That's true. Is, I, is, I heard a bunch of NHL guys got it though, like 50 or 60 or something like that. I mean, some some number. I'll have to look it up later, but I heard it was a bunch of them. So, so. Definitely basketball. And who knows? I mean, like, again, if you the NBA, if you you're a, if you asymptomatic, I mean, does it really help you to tell people? I'm just, I'm just saying, $150 million, that's a $150 million bubble, man. They try to play these games no matter what. I ain't saying they got zero, and I ain't saying they lying to these people. I'm just saying, I wonder. Well, we will see. I wonder. So, so it's about to start up. We'll see how it goes. So I ain't guarding Steven Adams. He looks like he's sweaty. <laughs> <laughs> just look you just look sweaty. You, did, you look like look like when he sweat, it looked like a COVID nineteen bubble trinkling down his head. Wow. It ain't even the same clear color let, as let other cons- people sweat. Oh. It's kind of pinkish, like pink eye. I need a consultant. I will not Stephen Adams. Is that actionable? Is that actionable? No, you don't know yet. Okay, we'll wait till. All right. So again, let's move on. So uh, they painted the Black Lives Matter on the court, and uh, like I said, it's bigger than I thought, and it's actually on the court. I thought it was going to be behind the uh, the baselines or or the the, the out of bounds lines. All right, I got you. I got you. Uh, so, well, that's cool. I mean, again, it's front and center. I like, you know, I like that. Some social change going on, which you know, is long overdue. Um, but uh, let's see, video the uh, video boards are everywhere around the court. And that that looks sick. It, that it, looks it, sick. Are they just I, gonna? I would not like that. It would give me some motion sickness if some stuff. It depends on what they're gonna do with the video boards. Yeah. Like, I can see where it could be a distraction. Depending on what you put, but if they're just gonna put people on the videos, yeah, the like videos, the crowd, then you just, yeah, you know I mean, then it's just a normal day at the office. But 
Oh, you could bet. Listen, when I saw the court, Black Lives Matter, I the yeah. video, the video board stole, stole yeah. it stole everything. So well, I know. can only imagine. Like it might not be no more cheerleaders day. I'm just saying, like you, they're at a point now where you can put those video boards behind the backboards yeah. and put whatever extra advertising that you That's want. exactly what I see them doing. Doing timeouts, you know what? You don't have, have to wait, pay for a commercial. It's right there while the play is It's right going. there. You see what I'm saying? We could run commercials during timeout. Man, all I saw was the NBA making money. Hey, props to the NBA. Props yeah. to the NBA because... Um, well, they're losing I mean, a lot of money, so get something back. I mean, That's you good. might as well do something. Like, yeah. they, I mean, they're no one puts on the show just for the sake of putting on the show. Like, we trying to, at very least, not lose our fans. Yeah. You know what I mean? But ultimately, if we try it and COVID-19 takes out, take, takes over, people will understand. All right, man, we tried the doggone sports. It ain't working. It is what it is. There ain't going to be no NBA champion. But, but not to try, people might feel a certain way. I think they had a... Um, a, a, a poll that said seventy six percent of the people said they ready for the sports to come back. Oh, with, yeah. with but with no fans. Yeah, with no fans. Yeah, well, you know they're saying that about schools too. That, well, are we ready for that? I don't know. I don't know yet. I'm glad son, I don't have a, glad son, I don't have a child and have to make that decision. My son is dying to go to school. He yeah. was like, he said, "Daddy, I ain't gonna do no school work. They let me stay at home." <laughs> <laughs> he spends enough time on his Xbox. So yeah. Hey. Not. At least he know though. Yeah. <laughs> At least you know yourself. His yeah. mom's a teacher though, man. She mom. might she might break down making. And she gotta yeah. go half she doing half and half. So she gotta do half at the school and half, which I don't know how that works because the five year old supposed to be in kindergarten this year. So we'll see. All right. So Anyway, I think I think those could be the 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 video boards could be a distraction for some shooters. But uh, I got a call in. I'm gonna see what it costs to get uh, the preachers from the bleachers uh, podcast on one of the video boards for a 30 second spot. <laughs> Speaking of which, <laughs> yes. Props to Stephen Jackson for doing the Black Lives Matter George Floyd thing was his boy, but he says some some remarks. It's up in smoke show. We might be able to get that slot, bro. We might. Let's keep, let's keep ESPN didn't hire us. Let's let's, let's, let's yeah, let's see. Yeah, showtime, showtime. He on showtime with his podcast. Hey, Steven, I love you, man. Keep doing that thing for the people. But uh, if them people call me and say, Hey, hey, we got a slot for you on showtime to do the podcast. I mean, you know, I know you have you seen the podcast? No, I have not. They just be sitting on there just smoking the ganja. That's weed for all you square white folk. But they be over there just smoking a ganja and talking about basketball and life. So I figure me drinking some watered down margaritas. <laughs> it ain't gonna it hurt. Be just, it be just as cool. Showtime, baby. Holla at your boy. Right on. <laughs> so the next man, the Clippers road is gonna be tough in this NBA. They lost Patrick Beverly and Montrez Harrell. You know, they were favorites to go to the Western Conference Finals. Like, you know, it was you know. See who might they might get there with, but man, without Harold, without Patrick Beverly, I don't see them making it that far. Man, let me let's be clear. When have you ever known? I I I wish I came up with this stat so I could sound super smart. This ain't I don't even know where I seen it where I got you didn't it. Have from. to tell anybody, wasn't you? <laughs> that I'm not super smart. 
the, the, the ones for staff. I, I'm sure they can figure that out. But uh, uh, <laughs> when have, it said, when have you seen two players that come off the bench that average 18 and still had two superstars in the starting five? Yeah. Never. Never. And now you don't have them? You know what I mean? Montrez, I'm talking about. You're still going to have Lou Williams, who, yeah. by the way, I didn't know was playing. Sweet Lou playing that. that yeah, but now you kept saying he's not going to be there. You were wrong, Sweet, sir. Sweet Lou in, Montrez, Patrick Beverly out. That yeah. does not That does not look well for the Clippers at all. But I still think they can be in the Western Conference Finals because I believe in Doc Rivers, man. Doc Rivers is a hell of a coach. Chi-Town's finest. West, sorry? I'm not, I'm not going to ever bet against Kawhi because Kawhi can just make it happen, man. I, I, mean, could, bet, I could bet against Kawhi. They like, I mean, Kawhi, listen. I love Kawhi. If it was Kawhi alone on a on a team that's not that good, maybe. But but Kawhi what, with a couple of players around him. What is poor? What what has Paul George ever done? I mean, he won a lot of games in Oklahoma City. He won a lot of games in Oklahoma, in, City. Indiana. But he's never played with a guy like like uh, Kawhi, right? I mean, he's, you know Westbrook, I guess. But yeah, <laughs> I, I I would take Kawhi over Westbrook. I think I think we realize. I think we were, yeah. I'm going to take a while with Westbrook just because I saw what he did with Toronto. But before Toronto, I would have told you no. I would have told you no because I still don't know how Toronto even look as good as they do without Kawhi. Coaching. But, but, that, but that group, definitely coaching. But the group that they, that team from Toronto last year, I don't see championship on it. Even that they won, and they still, I still, it's still hard for me to look at it and see championship. Fred freaking Van Fleet is a major, major player for that squad. He's an NBA player, Dave, but major? Like, <laughs> like, gotta be coaching, gotta be part Kawhi. It's hard for me to look at that squad and be. So that's Kawhi. Kawhi did that. Kawhi did that. You know, when yeah. you was with San Antonio, Tim Duncan did that. So I ain't giving I ain't giving him no whole lot of superstar. And so I'm trying to say the same thing. You know, I mean, you always give me crap when I say Dak deserved the money. You always want to say, what did he do? What the hell did Paul George do? Same thing. Did he even make it to a? I think it, did he make it to one Eastern it, Conference Finals? Is, is Paul George asking for forty million a year? I think Paul George getting thirty. So that's another story for another day. But right. but. but my point is, did he even make it to an Eastern Conference final? I'm I'm thinking maybe he he played in maybe one or two and lost to LeBron maybe. Was was Paul George on that squad at that time? What what and if he was, was he the Paul George we think he is now? I'm just saying, man, Paul George and Kawhi it's something about being with somebody. I think you need a little bit of tension and a little bit of adversity to make you have to overcome something. Just like with 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 uh Cat, Carl Anthony Tons, and um D'Angelo, that ain't gonna work. Y'all too damn buddy buddy. You need a little bit of damn adversity. You need somebody that's gonna stir the pot. And they I had a lot like, of adversity and that didn't work out either. Who Jimmy Butler? I said a little adversity. Oh my bad. I'm sorry. A little. <laughs> a little adversity. I didn't say dude just attacked a whole organization, right? But that ain't gonna work, man. Two two really good friends, and we're both just nice guys. I feel the same way about Kawhi and Paul. Kawhi's a killer on the court. We saw it. 
But I don't, I don't even know. Even with Kawhi, I think the biggest wild card again with the Clippers is going to always be Doc Rivers. Doc Rivers, I think he coached on two different levels. Like we was talking about earlier, how some like when I was saying Joe Girardi just have a a certain sense about dealing with people and how to get the best out of people. It might not even be nothing about his X's and O's and his baseball game. I think Doc Rivers do it both ways. I think he can X and O you. I think he also good at handling people and personalities. So I think that's the, that's, I mean, listen, when you can convince Montreal's Herald somewhere else might've been complaining and saying, Hey man, I need more minutes. But when you handling ego, you got Lou Williams, much Patrick Beverly. Good Lord. You got these people like this on your team and they all still cool. You see what I'm saying? We bring in one of the Morris twins. We instantly put him in the starting lineup. No big deal. Like nobody say nothing. So Doc is very good at handling his X and O's, that coaching basketball thing. He's also very good at handling personalities and then blending it all in together. So the Clippers going to always be a threat to me. I don't care who they got. I mean, think about what they were doing before they got Kawhi, before they got Paul George. They were in the playoffs, dude. They had nobody on the squad that had been in the league over three years. <laughs> I mean, the man know what he's doing when it comes to this damn basketball. He's got a lot of clout. I'm just saying the, the road is more difficult for them right now. So I, 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 I can't I can't say they're going to make it to the, in, to the Western I, It's Conference more Finals. difficult, but I think they still make it to the Western Conference Finals. And as good as Doc might be, he ain't beating no dog on LeBron. Yeah. Not, no, not no healthy, rested LeBron. Yeah, no kidding. No. So, all right, so the NBA moved the draft lottery up five days to August 20th, and I was like, why? I mean, it's whatever. What does that change? Is is there some something I'm not seeing that, that there was a reason to do that? I I don't know what it Did was. They move up the draft too, though. No, it's not changed. So the draft is still the same, but the draft lottery is not. Like right. that don't even make sense. They could do that crap tomorrow. Like it's just the reason. draft lottery. I just I haven't heard the reason yet, or the articles I read. I just missed it or something. I, I can't. All we're determining is who getting what pick, right? That's been determined the second. That they, but the second that they said, "Oh, we taking these twenty-two teams to the bubble," and then whatever your record is, the the bubble games does not affect your ping pong balls. No, it doesn't. So they could be doing that now. They ain't even need to move it up. They could do that tomorrow. You're right. They should. (laughs) I don't know why they don't. Well, August third is the day that um, that college guys who have declared for the draft that does not affect your draft position, though. It may not, but they might say, hey, you know, I'm going to go top 15, and these are the 15 guys right here. I don't want to go one of those teams. I'm just going to go back and play. I don't know. I think that's a stupid thing. I, I, I can't see that happening. But there might be somebody who uses that as some sort of yeah. – We got cats leaving high school going to the G League for for three, four, five hundred thousand dollars $500,000. So I don't know why you're going to turn down number 15 pick money. Yeah. <laughs> so. And that, that – that, that's a good segue there, because like uh, some other, uh, another. That's me trying to get my yeah, radio on right there. There you go. Good segue, <laughs> sir. Good segue. So uh, I I forgot his name and I kept looking for it and looking for it, but you know once you miss it in the articles, man, it's like way it's gone. You it's can't gone. find it. That's so but he was a top top five prospect, so he's going to the G League too, and I can't wait to watch that G League prospects team. G League gonna be bumping. Yeah. 
So uh, I won't be driving out to Frisco where tickets are ten dollars. And I was just going to say, I hope we get to pay G League prices too. Yes, <laughs> ten dollars. Well, you know, I, if they let you in by then, they you know, they'll let you pay whatever you want to come in just to get some money back in the coffers. So man, I can't. I, I, I thought I'd never in my life say this. I I can't wait for G League. <laughs> <laughs> So I just, I really can't wait for G League. <laughs> yeah. So, and then the draft combine is still not scheduled. Um, yeah. I don't know how they're going to, they have to do individual workouts. And, you yeah, know, where are they going to go? Yeah, they used I, to go to Chicago every year. Now you're just going to have to like, I don't know, man. They should just do it like the NFL, not not the combine part because they do that. What I'm talking about is just have the top five, six guys come to your, to your uh, facilities. That's yeah. the only way you'll have to do it. I mean, like, if you the Bulls, which you're probably going to end up with the seventh pick, there's there's probably um, two or three guys that you don't have come to your facility because they're not falling to seven. You follow what I'm saying? So yeah. get those five to eight guys that are probably, you know, that, you, uh, that you'll probably be picking and have them come to the facility and work them all out individually. That's the only way you're going to do it. Can't be no more combine. Yeah. They put the list in. I think it was 108 players. 108 players yeah. that, that they want to see. Yeah. So that's a man. When 60, 60 get picked, they're going to look at 108. When I look at they, 108. They got to fill out those G League rosters. <laughs> so, okay. So we talked about this a little bit uh, during the week. What would you take into the bubble? Some guys taking some some weird stuff in there. Uh, man, I. Mine are all basics, man. Is there anything weird or is there something that you would take into the bubble if you were going that you just could not live without? Strippers. <laughs> Bands to make you dance. That, I Bands you that, to make you dance. Yeah. That NBA lifestyle, a stripper could make a lot of money. Sam, man, go. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm the 10th, 12th man on the bench. I ain't got nothing to do. I make about $2.5 million. I got to go wave a towel. Yay, LeBron, go. Man, that stuff gets tiring, man. I need a little stripper to release my tensions. If we ever get paid for a show, we're going to have to do it on Showtime. Let's, <laughs> let's be clear. I said strippers. Yeah, make more than one. Yeah. Well, you know, you'd have to put a whole bunch of them in there because there's 346 players, right? You need but more than a couple. They my strippers. They can get their own strippers. Oh, just your I, own strippers. You, my yeah, bad. yeah. Uh, you asked you ask me what I want. My bad. You asked me what I was what what I would I'm bring. Sharing. Strippers. You're not sharing. No, no. <laughs> we can't share because of COVID, brother. You gotta get your own. Oh, I I, I got you. I, here, I put some mundane things, man. I said, you know, I'd take my Xbox and some books and, you know, my bike. I, I didn't take anything really crazy or anything like that. But some of those guys have their own, like, Xbox, you know, containers with their own picture on it, you know, wrapped in there and all that kind of stuff. So, I, you know, some guy took, like, 15 pairs of shoes. I'm like, listen. PJ Tucker. That's PJ my man. Tucker. I love PJ Tucker. If, if I'm going in this bubble, I'm not doing anything but going between the hotel room and the basketball court and the hotel. I'm taking like three pairs of shorts, a couple of tank tops. They're gonna, they're gonna, they're gonna. What you got? What you got huh? How many pairs of shoes you got, Dave? I got like three. You have three pairs of shoes total. 
I got one of them that's like boots. They're Timberlands that I wear when I ride my motorcycle. I got one pair of sneakers that I wear to work. And, you know, I got an old pair of sneakers that I ride when I, I use when I ride my bicycle. So, and then that's it. I don't even so, have dress shoes anymore. My dress shoes all got worn out. I threw them away. So see, that's what I'm saying. So if I was in the NBA, I would probably be PJ Tucker, brother. Just right, just right here next to uh, bro, man. I mean, like disappearing. I ain't even, I ain't even got PJ Tucker money, man. But I like to keep my shoes. You know what I mean? All I, I see I is like, the scoreboard. There you yeah, go. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm just saying. I keep my shoes in little neat boxes too, man. Like PJ and them be doing, man. I so yeah. Uh, I don't care that much about shoes. Yeah, I got probably. I don't even know if that's a lot for a man, though. I, yes, I it probably is. Got, probably, probably got. I don't know, thirty. You know who else collects shoes? My mother. Yeah, your mama's a smart. <laughs> woman. Your mama's a smart, smart woman, man. But shoes are like, like rims on cars, bro. <laughs> You know what I mean, like you put the just, you can't you can't overdo it, but you put some nice rims. You put some nice rims on your twenty thousand dollar car. It suddenly is a thirty thousand dollar. You know car. what? You know what? I I get it. If you're out in the world, if you're not in this bubble, and you're going out to the club on Friday and Saturday night, you're trying to represent. Bro, but, I'm gonna be on PJ Tucker. Gonna be on the court. You are gonna see his shoes. Well, he's yo know, those. That's, I mean, that's that's different playing shoes than you know. That's teach. all he got is tennis shoes. See, like that's the thing now, bro. Let me help you. Just, I mean, I thought you watched TV, but people don't even wear dress shoes that much with suits no more. They wearing tennis shoes now, especially them all white joints, right? So it started out, yes, people. What's, wear an, all, what's an all white joint? What do you mean all white joint tennis shoes joint oh. shoes? Okay. Come on, white guy. God dog it. Joint is a shoe? Is that what that it is? Can, it, can, it can oh my Lord Jesus. It could be anything. It could have been a car if I was talking about cars, but we talking about shoes. It's a pronoun right now. Joint. Okay, I'm all like black I'm getting educated. Get, get your get your black ebonics and slang on right here. Sometimes you forget I'm not black. <laughs> Damn, it's been enough years. But anyway, my point is they don't wear no dress shoes with that. And then when they do wear the dress shoes, you got they might have like um um some velvet joints with no sh- with no socks. Man, we doing things differently with the suits. Yeah. But you know, all white joints, usually some all white Nike um Air Force Ones, something like that. Or if you just got them all white LeBron 17s, those are cool too. You can rock those. They usually don't come in all white. But I'm just saying, when you're rocking a suit, a lot of brothers ain't wearing, we ain't wearing dress shoes no more. I still got a few dress shoes. I still got them ones that Dion gave me with three three different color blues in it, slate blue, cobalt blue, and a navy blue with some tassels on it. Did you come to my graduation for college? I wore them that day. I did not. 2009, when I graduated, I wore them on that day right there. Well, I was clean. I had a, a, a peach jacket with the blue and the blue paint. Woo! I was cleaner right. than the Board of Health. But you can put, back you can to put the up shoes. a picture next next time of your outfit. <laughs> back to the shoes, man. Yeah, PJ Tucker only wear gym shoes. He only wear dress shoes. And he got, what, 20 games left? Eight games, whatever. You know what I mean? He's going to be with the Rockets, so I'm going to figure he's going to play at least 15 games. Yeah. 
that means you need at least 15 pairs, but sometimes you can't make up your mind. I'm about to get on a plane and fly out. I have issues just trying to figure out which ones I want to take. I only got 30. Yeah. <laughs> if I'm going into the bubble, I'm bringing like a, maybe a couple pairs of shoes, a week's worth of shorts, and a bunch of sleeveless T-shirts. That's it. See, I need my shoes. <laughs> That's all I'm doing. I need my shoes because the stripper's got to carry something. Moving on. <laughs> Moving on. All right, NFL, man. Not a lot going on in the NFL right now that I could see, but uh, the Rams announced that their new stadium is going to open with, like, almost no attendance. 20%. So not, I, I heard little or no attendance. So, so some, okay, might be the Rams. Somebody said we're just going to do 20%. I yeah. know here in Las Vegas, um, Mr. Davis say, Nah, I'm thinking about doing no fans. He said, yeah. I don't, he said, this is not what I envisioned when I built my stadium to have yeah, no to have just well, a few people in the stands. They're both brand new stadiums this year, so the Rams Stadium and the, and the, the Oakland Stadium. Uh, <laughs> not, <laughs> not Oakland. Oh, what? It's not, not? It's Vegas, baby. Anyway, mm. the point is, if they just sit tight. And let the NBA do their thing. We'll see how these video things, video boards work. Yeah. The NFL, NHL, everybody might need to be putting those in their stadium. I tell you, man, put noise in your stadium. You've got to sell that thing where I'm sitting on the computer watching the game at home. And I can press that button. And They're trying it. to do that. They that That's already part of the NBA. But how many fans is it? I don't know how they choose the fan. I don't know, but that is a part of the uh, solution for the NBA with their with their new video boards. Is yeah. to actually have fans in their house hitting buttons. Now that's cool. I like that. <coughs> Excuse me. I like that. So, but in, in light of this, they're already saying, hey, you know, September's when the season starts, but uh, we're not going to have people in attendance. I don't see our trip to Charlotte going very well. <laughs> to the Chicago uh, Panthers. Okay. Well, I don't care what you say, brother. I'm going to North Carolina. All right. <laughs> game well, no. or no? Yeah, hope, yeah. Hopefully we can. Yeah, game we, or we no get, game. We got the tickets. So uh, <laughs> they changed the NFL uh, training camp roster. Started 80 this year, and instead of 90. And I was like, so what? Those guys, last 10 guys, probably weren't going to make they, a team anyway. They're supposed so, to be in the XFL anyway, right? Right. Yeah, if that ever comes back. So. Um, <laughs> it just make it makes the cuts easier, I guess. I, are they going to expand rosters in the NFL this year? Have you heard of that? I, I heard there's some talk about it early on, but I don't know if they've made any decision on that. So, so here's um, the here's the the best part is no preseason games. Yeah, I ain't never understood why they do preseason games. Listen, do college has preseason games? No, they do what they got to do. They go out there, they handle their business, practice well, and go out there and play a cupcake in the first game. Yeah, but in but, college, in college, you know who your teammates are. You know, I understand having a couple preseason games in the NFL because you need to see some guys get some game reps at game speed kind of thing and, 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 and see that because they're not really doing that at practice. Do, so they, do, I, I they get pay, do they pay coaches in college? They do pay coaches. And they do college. pay coaches in the pros too. So yes, if these paid college coaches can get it done, you can get it done too. That's all I'm saying. That we, we paying you. We don't need no doggone preseason guys, man. I need a preseason game to be able to tell you if you can perform or not. I need I should see it in practice. I, I <laughs> they always talk they always talk about that, Dave, about practice isn't always game speed, man. You know that. And and I'm finna tell you something. 
that any legitimate, especially legitimate football coach knows. You make all your adjustments from game one to game two. Whatever you at from that point on, that's probably who you are. You can't make any more incremental adjustments on the individual or who going to play. Like, for example, let me just put it on a high school level. That guy that's killing people in practice, getting game one, all of a sudden be gun shy. He don't play a lot in game two. He might not play at all in game two. But from that point on, like, once the lights is on you and you ain't never done it before, now we see who you really are. That's what I'm saying. When the lights is shining, we see you. So I'm saying it's the first game for you and it's yeah. the first game for your opponent. Well, so you, it's, it's, not, coach, it's, it's not. I can get rather, it. Wouldn't you rather know that and like after the first preseason they game and not the first game? They play in the preseason, David. They do. <laughs> they don't. But the starters sit. You never see, you know. That's my, that's Pat, what I, that's Mahomes. why I, that's what I'm talking about. That's exactly what I'm saying. You're making my argument. Pat Mahomes is going to play 25 plays. Right. So why do so why do I need to play preseason games? But to see the other guys, that those last like 20 or 30 guys, you like. Just, when are guy, you guys, the, the 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 likely odds of? I mean, I understand injuries happen. Injuries is a part of the game, but the likely odds of you having five people get hurt in a game on one side of the ball is not likely. But if I if this one linebacker get hurt, yes, the other team know he's a backup. You also know he a backup. Make an adjustment. You're a coach. Make an adjustment for your second stream player that's playing that you're not sure about. Make an adjustment. That's all I'm saying, dude. We don't need the only them preseason game. We don't need that. We don't need that. I disagree. I don't like I don't like having a bunch of them, but I think one or two is good. All right. You need so. like you, you, that they have scrimmages, bro. It's not the same, <laughs> man. I'm, I'm gonna say that you gather more, you get more knowledge from watching uh, the Cowboys and the Raiders in the scrimmage from a coaching standpoint. You probably get more knowledge because, first of all, I can put you in certain situations. I can say, hey, man, it's third and two. You see what I'm saying? I can isn't, isn't I can, a scrimmage what a preseason game is. I think kind of the same no, thing. No, because you can't control. You control everything in the scrimmage, right? You control every. You can. I, I mean, I don't know if you know, but we used to do this in, in in basketball tournaments that we held. We would tell the ref call it tighter against us because we could. So you control more things in the scrimmage. You can determine the down and distance. We can determine which goal we want to play on. We can determine, okay, if the wind is blowing this way, let me see if my kicker can kick it into this wind. You control everything in the scrimmage. In the football game, a preseason football game, they're pretending it's a real game. So so, situa- so you, you may never be in a third and two situation if you play in the Kansas City Chiefs in a preseason game. When you say scrimmage, you're talking about against your own team. I was thinking like, you know, the Rams against the Raiders kind of thing. That's what that's what I am talking about. Okay, because well, it, it sounds like you're talking about against your own. You get to choose like which way your offense is going, and the other coach doesn't say anything about that. Yeah, yeah, but they make up. They come to a decision. Okay, I mean, just like any other, they say, "Hey, coach, I'm going to run 35 plays a day." Right? Uh, they might even determine, "Hey, I'm only going to run five plays. Put your best five. Put your best cornerbacks out here." You see what I'm saying? I yeah. want to see your best receiver. I want to see your best receiver against my best corner. Let me see what he got. Let's just run a fade route. 
You follow what I'm saying? Let me see a fade route in the corner. Let me see how he defended. You control more in the scrimmage. You can put them in positions to see what they really got. Yeah, I still like the preseason. The scrimmages, yes. Okay, that's fine. But I, I still think you need one or two preseason games. Uh, anyway, moving on. NCAA coaches. So a lot of the top coaches still have not taken any pay cuts during the pandemic. So uh, there's a lot of guys that have. There's a lot of guys that haven't. Um, man, students aren't going to be there. Schools are hemorrhaging money. They're, they're, uh, a lot of the smaller schools are canceling sports programs. Uh, you got guys like Saban, Donald Sweeney, Jimbo Fisher, John Calipari, Roy Williams, people making big money, not not taking any pay cuts. And I tell you what, those guys have earned millions for years. Taking a year off from those millions is not going to hurt them. And the school will probably make it up to them later. When everybody gets back in school, we're going to catch up on that pay. It's like the NBA now doing like, you know, putting some money in escrow and all that kind of stuff. So uh, for, I, I don't I just I don't understand why, you know, Coach K makes like seven point five million. He's taking a pay cut. So a lot of the guys that are I'm just like, you know, hey, hold on to it for a while. I'm doing fine. I don't need this. I don't know. I just I, I agree and disagree. So yeah. I just want to talk about uh, specific people like Jimbo Fisher from Texas A&M. Yeah. Getting $7.5 million. Um, what's my guy? Kyle Perry. Get $8.2 million. Yep. Right? They shouldn't give nothing back. Because none of the money came from the athletic budget. They getting paid through boosters and whatever, what have you. Those guys got okay. so if that. you if your money ain't coming from the school, then that. you absolutely should not be giving it back. Well, so, well uh, some of those guys they have percentages on them. So whatever percentage you're getting from the school, maybe take that pay cut. Like Dabo, Dabo's got getting nine point three, four point four percent of that coming from from the school. Get that four point four percent back. But I get you still you still at nine million Dabo. Dabo gonna still be straight. But if Dabo was getting $37 million a year and none of it came from the school, yeah. none of it comes from the athletic budget, Dabo keep your 37. But okay. we, we should all because we're talking about because now if it's, if 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 the zero percent comes from the school, you ain't hurting the school. So we're gonna give the money back to the guys that they got billions anyway. <laughs> like, yeah, right. like no, no, that I, don't make sense. I get that. I understand that. I mean, um, yeah, but schools are hemorrhaging the money. So I mean, if yeah, hemorrhaging money, and, and you they'll get, make it up. They'll make it up later. I bet you they will. This and and this is just a salary. This ain't yeah. got nothing to do with the shoe contract, right? If you got a shoe deal, and you making ten million, and only one point million come from the university, right? Get that one deal, but get that one million. But the university need it, and you still got your Nike deal. Nike ain't pulling out. Nike Nike still paying everybody. Yeah. <laughs> they're still selling shoes they so, still selling shoes and shorts and tops and everything else amen <clears throat> so anyway I thought that was an interesting thing this week so uh, but it, you know of course it's the guys that I really don't like up there at the top you know saving <laughs> Roy Williams Calipari uh, so anyway and of course my guy, my guy Coach K was you know benevolent and took his you know pay cut 
So, all right. So let's move on to the off season. I, now, we talked about this a little maybe offline before, and uh, somebody else added to it. <clears throat> so the T Wolves are for sale, mm. and, and the Washington football team. I don't know what to call them right now. I'm going to call them the Warthogs because I like the Warthogs. I think that's a great name. Akuna Matata. Nah, man. That's you, all I think of warthogs, bro. You don't, you don't want to see a warthog in real life in the wild, man. He will tear you up. They so, ain't, it, is, are they are they planning to have a, a real life warthog? War, it ain't gonna matter. I can't even say the dog on word. But they ain't gonna have a mascot on the sideline like they do in college. So it's not. Have, they got a Bengal tiger out there. I mean, they they sure not, why not? Not in the pros. The dolphins have a pool out there where there's a dolphin. Dolphins <laughs> <laughs> are smart. They know, right. not, they know not to fool with you humans. All right. So, anyway, the T-Wolves are for sale. Washington's for sale. Um, so, I, you know, I think this would be a great opportunity for some black ownership in, in major sports. And we talked about this before. And uh, who would you say? I, Bob Thompson. There was another guy you said. Uh, I forgot his name. Oh, man. The rich brother that gave all that money back to the uh, graduating classes. Uh, I can't think of his name. But it uh, – mm. But Oprah, I think Oprah. we I think we had really decided on Oprah since she already got her own network. They can yes. put all she can put all the games on her own TV station. Yes. Right, and just make all the money. She ain't even yes. got to share. Yes. So, <laughs> I think I mean I think it's perfect, man. I mean, uh, what Minnesota is not too far from uh, from Chicago, so you know they're about an hour up. The is she still in? I didn't even know she was still in Chicago. I don't know, but I mean that's that's where. I mean, she's been several places, but that's where she made her, you know, right. name. So, um, not too far away. She can't own the Bulls because Ryan's not going to sell. Ryan Dorff's never going to sell. So, uh, Minnesota Timberwolves, Oprah Winfrey. I, that's that's what I got down. Uh, but KG said that he might be interested in putting together an ownership group for that, which I think would be awesome. Um, that would be some sort of poetic stuff. There. I that did it again. My memory kicked back in. Robert Smith. Robert Smith. That was the black billionaire that gave the uh, graduating class. He did the commencement speech, and his gift to everybody was, and there was the, he going to pay for their whole school loans, their school debt, because he said that they shouldn't have to, and he challenged all other billionaires to do the same. Yes. Robert Smith. That, he got the money. If you can yeah. pay off school loans for a graduating class, Robert Smith should own one of them teams. I agree. So if there's two things you take from tonight's show, Tim Anderson, Robert Smith. So, but no, I, I this is a great opportunity for some black ownership in major sports. And I, I you know, you got Michael Jordan in there. He, I don't think he's got the cash or the, the the backup right now to buy the Redskins. I'm sorry, didn't mean to say that. Mm. But, uh, um. Uh, you know, I, I want to see some ownership groups come together for that. And, and it, it uh, would be nice. We need more black ownership, more black GMs, more yeah. black front office personnel. That would be that would be nice. Yeah, I think and that's it, a great thing. It's a good start to Black Lives Matter. <laughs> and Oprah, come on, come on, Oprah. Let's we go. need the black Oprah right now, though. We don't need the the Oprah that's you know loving on Harvey Weinstein and all that. We need black Oprah. Back when you know. Back when you was on AM Chicago, when it wasn't the Oprah Winfrey show. We need Black Oprah back. All right. <laughs> All right. Okay, so moving on. 
We got we're coming up on all about the Benjamins, man. Are you ready for this? Man, I'm ready. All right, you want to do Mavericks first? Or you want to do serial characters? Oh man, so we was going. Let's do the Mavericks first. So you got so you know just so the people that do listen to this show, we were going to do our favorite teams, right? We were going to do. I was going to do the Bulls. He was going to do the Mavericks. But the reality is, the Bulls is easy. So I, you know, we always bump heads with the Mavericks and all. I lived in Dallas quite a while, twenty years. So I do follow the team and wish and- them. And you, sh- you should know that half of these that he's going to put on these uh, currency, these bills, are just trying to piss me off. So, no, <laughs> no, dog, I wouldn't, I wouldn't do that to you, bro. I mean, but the, the like for for the bull, just to run through the bulls on the one dollar bill, I put Derrick Rose, youngest MVP ever. Right. Also, by the way, his speech was much better than KD's. He was the first one to acknowledge his mama. I'm so tired of people just giving KD all that love. Oh, soft. <laughs> soft. Boop, boop. I'm about to cuss around here. Bye, KD. Yeah. Derrick Rose, one dollar bill for the Bulls. Uh, number on the five dollar bill, Michael Jordan. Uh, ten dollar. Uh, 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 ten dollar bill, Michael Jordan. All right. Okay. Here we go. <laughs> Twenty dollar bill, Phil Jackson. Fifty dollar bill, Scottie Pippen. One hundred dollar bill, Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan. It's pretty simple. Right, them, them okay. the only people that ever really truly mattered of consequence in the Bulls' whole organization. Tony Kukoc. <laughs> so, with that being said, we just moved to something where it's actually a debate. Okay. Your favorite team with the Mavericks. Who you got at the one dollar bill? At the one dollar bill, I kind of I, t- I kind of did an aggregate, and I did the uh, the late '80s playoff team, like. Uh, Aguirre and Ro, Ro Blackman, uh, Derek Harper, just the eight that eighty squad. Because that really with you. brought I with you. brought I, with you. I had at, at, at my one dollar bill for the Mavericks. I had Rick Carlisle. I think he just underrated as a coach. The guy yeah. got he. I mean, he know what he's doing when he talk about putting a team on the floor. He took some of the most craziest. <laughs> He had some play- Sometimes he had players, sometimes he didn't, but they still were competitive. Listen, he made yeah. J.J. Barea a player. Rick Carlisle, dollar bill for the Mavericks. All right. Who you got at the five? At the five, I went with who you had at the number one. I got the 1987-88 Mavericks. All right. Because that was the first time that, I bas- like this. that basketball was important. In Dallas. Probably in all the great state of Texas. Yes. <laughs> but, definitely, but definitely in, in, you know I mean? Like, I mean, Houston had, you know, had, had some teams in the 80s. But Dallas basketball was nada. Not, I mean, nobody give a crap. But 87, 88, again, like you say, Mark Aguirre, Roe Blackman, they had a rookie Roy Tarpley on there. Oh, man. They took the Lakers. They gave the Lakers all that they could handle. 1987, 88. Dallas Mavericks would be on the five on the five dollar bill for me. All right, I got I got Jet Terry on the five. Here, all a right, lot, a lot of big shots. A lot all of big right, shots. all right, all right. Part a big part of that championship team was around for a long time. Uh, I stood next to we stood next to him at the uh, the Plano Athletic Center. Yeah, yeah, we was coaching yes. basketball, and his girls was coach was playing on a diff, on a, a court across from us. Yeah, yeah. So that that was really cool. That uh, Jet Jet's my five. All right, who you got on the ten? 
Number 10, I got Don Nelson. Don Nelson. He, he, Don, brought a lot, he brought a lot of wins. He brought a lot of wins. I, I mean, just, I mean, like Rick Carlisle, better than Carlisle, if you ask me. The man understands basketball. He also understands how to good, have a good time. He out there in Hawaii right now growing marijuana. So yeah. you got to love a dude that know how to work hard and play hard, but just a smart basketball man. It's hard not to put him on the list. Like, he made, he, he made the Mavericks important. Again, mm-hmm. after 87, 88, after those teams kind of died away, time. Mark Aguirre went to the to the Pistons and won a title. Roy Tarpley is somewhere doped up. In the, I mean, Derek Harper went to New York, and then basketball just fell off, right? They tried with Jamal Masburn and, and Jason, Jim Jackson, the 3J. Basketball just fell off. Then Don Nelson came to town, and basketball was important again. So I got Don Nelson at number at the ten dollar bill. Okay, this is where I got Luca, and I, and Luca brings that value to the Mavericks because he is the the after, the after Dirk, the the guy who's bringing the excitement to the Mavericks for the next ten or fifteen years. So I I think that he's brought a lot of that value in the first couple of years where everybody thought, and I myself included, that when Dirk retires, it's over. We're going to go back to those mid-90s days when we were crap, and we're going to suffer through it until it takes a long time, until we finally figure out how to draft again. We've got to get rid of Donnie Nelson to do that. I wish he'd go out and live in uh, uh, Maui with his dad and smoke some weed. Uh, <laughs> but Luca, Luca's bringing that and keeping that hope alive and that and – that, um, bringing us back to importance again or, or keeping us at importance after we lost that that uh that aging veteran that hall of famer so luca is my ten dollar bill all right right on right on all right um at 20 i got donnie nelson the guy that you don't have on your list at all because yeah. he drafted luca because he because he would have drafted Giannis. he was begging and pleading to draft Giannis. so I mean, he got some um, some Roddy Bobois on his list. He got a but, lot of Roddy Bobois on but, his list. But Roddy Bobois could ball. He just broke his feet. Ain't nothing you can do with broke feet, brother. He he drafted some players. But listen, if you the person that this responsible, any responsible for Dirk and Luca, dude, you got to be on the list, bro. You on the list if you help bring in Luca and Dortmund. Man, you on the you on the list, man. I Listen. got I got little Don Donnie Nelson at the twenty dollar because he drafted dirt or he was part of the process, drafted Luca and begged begged them to take Giannis in that draft, and they decided to go somewhere else. Uh, Don Nelson, Donnie if Nelson, he, little he, little whistle they call him. If he if he was better at his job, he would have convinced Mark Cuban that Giannis was the guy. <clears throat> And you got the seventh pick, man. It was hard to make a bad decision there. He could have ended up with Trey Young instead. So either one, not too bad. It, it would have been hard to make a mistake there. It's, it, you can't say what he would have said. Listen, I gave him, I gave, I gave him Roddy Bobois, right? I, didn't, I ain't trying to pretend that he didn't, didn't do bad jobs somewhere. But yeah. drafting, being a part of the dirt draft, you, you traded Robert Trailer trash for Dirk Nowitzki, bro. Man, if you <laughs> but if talk you, to me, talk to me when you catch you catch a guy like Ginobili in the late twenties or somebody like that that's going to have 
a career where they they help win championships. They, well, he's got, they, he's he got nobody like that. I that mean, he, he, did, listen, the he did drive uh, uh, Josh Howard with number 29. And for five years, that dude was legit. He did draft Marquise Daniels even later. I think Marquise was the second round. And for three years, and for three years, where they drafted at, it, listen what he did. But but listen what he did. You said late round picks. He drafted them. He drafted them, used them, and got rid of them right before they, right before they fell off. Yeah. The dude, can, the dude, listen. There's something. The dude know what he's doing, man. I got I got little whistle Donnie Nelson at the twenty dollar bill for the Mavericks. All right, for me, my twenty dollar bill is Rick Carlisle. I moved him up. I, I think that that uh, without Rick, we wouldn't have a championship. That team had no business being in a championship uh, with the talent they had. They had they had some talent, but they didn't have the talent to beat LeBron and D Wade and Chris, Chris Bosh. So, Rick Carlisle, he's brought a lot of wins. And uh, that's my 20. All right. At, 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 at the $50 bill, I got owner Don Carter. Okay. Because, because it, it, I mean, we talk about having basketball be important on that 87 and 88 team. Don Carter did what an owner was supposed to do. He owned the team. But just as a man and a person, Don Carter was very prominent in the community as well. And that's hard to ignore when, like, you really the reason that basketball even got started in Dallas. So I got to get a dude love. I mean, at a time where right now we talk about Black Lives Matter, Don Carter opened his arms to the drug addict known as Roy Tarpley over and over again. I don't know if there's a white man that ever loved on another black man more than that, maybe other than you. He just, I mean, he he just put, listen, listen, I, I sit right here and I be funny, checking, making jokes and all of that, but I can call Roy Tarpley an addict and I can talk down about Roy Tarpley because I know he had at least one person in his corner at all times that didn't do nothing but try to help him and he still went left. So just for that reason alone, Don Carter could be number fifty, be the fifty dollar bill on my Mavericks, but just he is the guy that he's the beginning, he's the beginning of basketball in in Dallas. So he I is on he's on the fifty dollar bill for me. And he didn't make that list for me, but but he got a lot of consideration for that. I, if it hadn't been for that mid nineties slump where just everything went wrong while he that's was there, the, I, that's the beauty about doing yeah. all about the Benjamin. Somebody mm-hmm. got to be left off the list. You so, and I, talk, you and I talked about maybe we need to do a half dollar on there too. <laughs> I think we, you know, I think that gets way too deep. I think we're gonna have to keep it on bills only. The whole reason we went with this because it's six because we can't do a Mount Rushmore as yeah. people are already done that, right? Somebody gonna steal this idea already and, and do this, all about this. This gives you more value. Mount Rushmore just says, okay. "Hey, there's four guys." I, so I four guys, that, and they all these, equal. These rank them. These like rank. Somebody so on radio gonna steal this idea. Watch. On, on my fifty, on my fifty, I got Dirk. All right. Don't really need to say much about that. Dirk, championship, MVP, finals MVP. thousand points. Flopping, fade away, flamingo. What they call it? A fl- I ain't trying to be funny, man. I'm giving the man I, I, props. I the fl- they call I, it the flamingo flop. We the ain't one the fade, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Dirk's my 50. All right, who you got? Top guy, top guy. Tell me. Top guy, same top guys you got at this point, Mark. No, no, my, my 50 was. Okay, yeah. All right. 
Mark, Mark Cuban. Mark, Mark Cuban is the hundred dollar bill because he is Mark Cuban. Mark Cuban ex took over from Don Carter and just ran with it. Yes. Right. And again, the only thing Mark Cuban ever did wrong was, you know, Ignore. not ignoring Giannis. Mm -hmm. Like when it, when his guy said, "Let's go with Giannis." But the mistakes that Mark Cuban has made with his front office personnel. That's loud, what I was going to say. Loud, like, what was going on. He, <laughs> he owned right up to it, took control of it, and said, this is my bad. So, but Mark Cuban, man, like, and I mean, just, I mean, if you ever, he brought winning back. Mentality. If, if you ever been to a Dallas Maverick game, it's a great atmosphere. Like, I mean, these Dallas people will, like, you you know how people are in Dallas. They'll lose their mind at a Cowboy game, but they won't say nothing or do nothing at a Ranger game or a Maverick game. Well, that stopped with Mark Cuban. He pumped in excitement. You know, he put his money where his mouth is. And, you know, I think he's going to be there forever. He believe, And he believe in the players, man. Like, he does. Takes care of the players. He, he, he might was the first one to make that locker room like a, a, a luxury. He area. might. He's the first one to come up with a luxury luxury room, right? Mm -hmm. I, all this money I got, let me share some of this with the player. But yeah. listen, Mark Cuban is just, he just, I mean, he's just all around good people, dude. And then for a guy to come from nothing to be where he at, that adds into it. He just understands that every common day man. I got all I got a team and he didn't he didn't overlook the little man. You see what I'm saying? And so yeah. I I love that about him. And then dude, I mean he just I love to go into the Mavericks game, man. Like he loves I, basketball, man. I love that. He loved the game of basketball like like he had wished he had made it himself. Yeah. Yes. So Mark Cuban, one hundred dollars. Right on. We're we're closer than I thought. That's good. I like it. All right, let's run through these serial characters real quick. We decided we started talking about some serial in our in my when we were talking about <coughs> my air fryer last week. <coughs> so who you got? Just run them through. Give me one to one to ten, a hundred, real quick. One one to a hundred. Mm -hmm. We talk about real quick, brother. This is important. This is more important than I, I, the, take the your time. I don't, I don't want to rush perfection, man. So <laughs> do your thing. At the one dollar on my serial character and the importance of the series i got um toucan sam from the fruit loops because you know it's a fruity cereal and it's kind of fruit loop but he made it sophisticated you know what i mean he got you know he got that he got like a little british accent to himself you know what i mean yeah you know what i mean so i got toucan toucan i got toucan at the dollar okay and then at, at the five dollar bill i got um I got Sonny, the cuckoo bird from the Cocoa Puffs. All right. I mean, is he go crazy, bro? He it's like Cocoa Puffs. It's like three. He's like a three-year-old. My man just like gotta have them Cocoa Puffs, man. He go crazy for him. So I gotta have. I got. <laughs> I gotta have Sonny at the five-dollar, and then ten. Gotta have the Tricks Rabbit for my ten dollar. Let me tell you why I gotta have ten. Why, why Tricks Rabbit made the list and right. made the list so high. When you make. It into a song, <laughs> like you are immortalized. You know what I mean? It's a song made by uh, Orange Juice Jones where he said, "I saw you and her walking wow. in the rain." You know the song? No, Props to the white people. All right, brother. 
All right. You were he... holding hands and uh. That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. You get mad mad props for that. But at the end of the song, he says, you get on out of here with them hush puppy shoes or whatever it is, silly rabbit tricks are for kids. Man, if you make make it into a song, bro, you got to be on the list. Tricks, Sonny, the rabbit, Tricks the rabbit, I'm sorry, Tricks the rabbit is on the list. And then $20. Man, it was this way it started getting tight, man. I started thinking about a lot of different people. Like, there's people I could have put in at 20, but I couldn't put them in at 20, so I just took them off the list. Like, I could have, like, made them down, you know, at the 50 cent piece or something. Like, it couldn't because then that would be less value. So I just left just left them off. I had to go with Snap, Crackle, and Pop. All from right. the right It's three of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I just... Even sound like a little song, like Snap, Crackle, and Pop. I mean, I got to go with Snap, Crackle, and Pop. Not <laughs> only do you go with Snap, Crackle, and Pop because it sounds like a song or two, but it's multifaceted. It's not only a cereal. You can turn it into actual treats. Snap, Crackle, and Pop, bro. It's got to be the $20 bill, right? And my top two, man, things was getting hard. At two, just because this dude got multiple varieties of cereal, and his name is on the damn box. It's got to be the Captain. Captain Crunch. Your name on the box? You can't, like, Sonny the Cuckoo Bird, his name ain't on the box. It's Cocoa Puffs. Right? <laughs> it was a, it, nobody right. else, right. who else is on the box? You're right. Some, some, some people, there's other ones that made the box, but they box wasn't, right. the cereal wasn't that great. But right. this new cereal was great. So, okay. It's, Hard for me to go with anywhere else, but number two for Captain Crunch, and th- I mean uh, number two for my fifty dollar bill was Captain Crunch. My hundred dollar bill, I, 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 cereal sucks. The cereal, absolute hate the cereal. We'll never eat the cereal, but the character, it's the Golden Crisp, it's the Sugar Bear. Sugar Bear. Because Sugar, Sugar Bear was black. A lot yes. of people don't know that. But Sugar yeah. Bear black and like yeah. you had to eat. Trying to keep trying to steal my super sugar honey, Chris, huh? And then he just hits you with one fist out of nowhere. When you see that fist come into the screen, it looked like the black fist you see now. When people be talking about black lives, but hey man, sugar, sugar bear. smacks matter. Sugar, <laughs> sugar smacks matter. Sugar bear is number one because he was cool and because he was black. What All you right. got? All right. So um all my guys had to have a catchphrase. <laughs> and, it, and it had to be their catchphrase, you know, something they said, not something somebody else said. Not like, you know, hey, Mikey, he likes it. No, that doesn't count. Mikey didn't but say Mikey that. Didn't so so they all had to have, a, have a, a catchphrase, except for my $1 bill didn't have a catchphrase. I didn't give him enough credit because his name is on the box. He didn't have his own catchphrase, but I had to. he's the captain, man, so I had to put him on the dollar. Captain at one dollar, all right. On the one dollar. So on the five dollar, I got your boys, snap, crackle, and pop. What's that catchphrase? Snap, crackle, pop. (laughs) That's it. All right. Uh, The name is the catchphrase, too. And on the ten dollar bill, we're we're seeing some patico here a little bit again. Sonny the cuckoo bird. I'm cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. Cocoa Puffs. So twenty dollar bill, toucan sand. Follow your nose, it always knows. 
But he and he said, but he, Dave, he didn't say fuck. He said, follow your nose. Like he said it with a certain, certain aristocrat in his voice. You know what I mean? Yeah. So and then when you left off, and I, I think this is a glaring omission from. No, I didn't leave off him. I left him out. I left him out on purpose. He was going at twenty. He was the guy I was talking about at twenty. I already know where you're going. The leprechaun. Oh no, no, no. He uh, he gave concern. I thought you was gonna say the other guy. Well, I'm gonna say him in a minute. The leprechaun. So uh Bro, I will like tell you stars. how much research I did on the leprechaun. Cause I forgot what it uh he had a uh Sir Charles. They're after me looking Charles. Sir Charles is the lucky is the leprechaun's name. Oh, is it? Yes, bro. I did the research, man. Nice. Now, he was almost making the list. He he was Sir Charles, and they also know him as LC the lep, uh, um, Leprechaun, which is just Lucky Charm Leprechaun. Right. So yeah, he almost made the list. So they're after my Lucky Charms, and number you know the hundred dollar bill. I, I just he's like a president, man. I I don't know how you don't put him on there. Tony the Tiger. Banana flakes deflated him. <laughs> Man, I didn't even think about banana flakes. They're great. That, that was around for like a, a minute. Yeah. That's it. They're yeah. great. That's right. Tony Tiger. He's been around forever. See, like I slotted him. 1900s. I'm not disagreeing with you about his importance, but I slotted him. So he was either going to be one or two or not on it. Oh. Does that make sense? So I can't. I, I could. I, I guess. The, the value. It's the value. I couldn't make him a, a $1 bill. So what I did was I put in all the hundred dollar bills and I took the best one hundred dollar bill, took the best fifty dollar bill instead of just lessen the value. Like I'm, I mean, like right now, when they gave up the, when they put Reggie Bush and they took the Heisman away from Reggie Bush, they called, they they called my man Vy, that's Vince Young for you not Texas. They say, do you want this high? Yeah, no, I want this. No, I want this. It's the same thing. So I would rather not. Not have it, then to devalue you to make Tony the Tiger like ten dollars just because you think that he nah I just leave you off the list. It's disrespectful to put him anywhere less than right. me. Well, that's, there's two that you left off that I got on there. That's Tony Tiger and Olympicon. So <clears throat> everybody's good at good catchphrase. All right, uh, so moving on to you suck. What you got for you suck, man? Uh, you suck, I, man. I'm a be. For you suck, I'm gonna go ahead and go with the with the governor of Nevada, uh, uh, Governor Sisolak. Let me rephrase. Let me just go with government in general. Y'all don't have a doggone clue what y'all doing. Mask or no mask. You got some states say you need a mask. Some states don't need a mask. We got the uh, President Orange saying, you know, we're not listening to the CDC and Fauci anymore. Everything got to come through the White Horse. Get this crap together, man. We just the aliens are looking down on us and just shaking their damn head. Like we don't have we don't have a damn clue. So See, you that's suck. The, that's the problem with being in government, though, is like you're responsible for all of it, whether you know how to deal with it or not. You're responsible for all of it. They keep I see this deal where they keep talking about um America is not doing well with COVID. We're not responding well to COVID because we're not doing like other countries did. They pay people to stay home and stay in the house. So if people got to get out and work, guess what? If I'm going outside and work, 
I might also be more likely to go outside and play because I work hard and I want to sometimes enjoy it. Even in a pandemic, I might want to just say, you know what, I'm just tired of being in a house. But I had I had to get out my house to go to work. Man, I think maybe, you know, once a month, I might want to go outside the house even in a pandemic. But if you pay me to stay home, government, that's your job. Then, then that's my job, and I'm probably going to stay here and stack that paper that y'all sending me. So um, my you suck is the government. <laughs> All right. Well, I got, I got two. I only had one, but going into, but when we started uh, working on getting the podcast up tonight, it came the second one. The first one is just drivers in the right lane that don't turn right. Ah. Like you get up to a stoplight, and there's two lanes to the left that are empty, and you got this guy in the right lane. And he is not turning right. You have to sit through that whole red light to wait on this fool to get out of the way and go straight. Man, if you're not turning right, get out of the right lane. There's other people behind you trying to turn right and go get somewhere. That's just annoying. Uh, the other thing is uh, these headsets, man. I can't figure out what's. Sometimes these things work. Sometimes they don't work. Uh, I got this nice little uh, wireless headset over here that sounds great and it looks good and about 50 percent of the time we can't get it to, i can't hear you you can't hear me so uh rig i mean when you work you're great when you don't <laughs> you suck all right raise rumination what you got raise rumination i want to give a shout out to the university of texas for recognizing that um some of the things that they had around campus was not um was not cool so a lot of the players uh, in conjunction with Black Lives Movement, uh, went to coach or the uh, uh, athletic director, president, whoever it was, and the University of Texas didn't take long to react. Uh, one of the one of the things they did is they changed the name of the field, and the field now will be uh, Campbell Williams Field after uh, okay. Earl Campbell and nice. uh, Ricky Williams. So nice. shout out to the University of Texas for. Uh, not acting like government and realizing what the uh, the wrongs of the past and how they affect the future and the present. Uh, when you got seventy five, you you got eighty five people on your football team every year, and it's predominantly black. You might want to listen, and they did. So I just want to give props to them for doing so. And what was the name of the field before that? I mean, I know it was Memorial Stadium. Daryl Daryl K Memorial. See that so now times I'm getting it confused because sometimes the field is named one thing. Yes, right. Exactly. Stadium is another. So I, I think I'm saying um, Daryl K Memorial Daryl K Royal Memorial Stadium. I don't think that was the name of the field. So I don't uh -huh. know. I All think right. what the name is. And now it's unimportant. Unimportant because it's now Campbell Williams Field. Right on. All right. So Dave's dialogue. I got, uh, I want to explain my picture here. I'm a little mad about this. I got, can you see it? I don't know if you can't see it. Uh, a little mad about this because it's a, a picture of a mountain in in uh, Italy. It's my friend Paola. That's where she's working from home at this, this mountain out there. There's this big lake you can't see because of my big fat butt right in front of it. So it's really nice, really awesome. And I'm mad at uh, Paola because she has never invited me to come hang out at the mountains. So, uh, anyway, that's my exp explanation for that. And now, on to the air fryer that we had such a discussion about last mm -hmm. week. So, I tried the air fryer last week. It was tasty. I made some fried chicken. I did some shake and bake stuff and then 
threw it in there. It's some of the best chicken I've ever had. It was really good. Told you. So uh, I'm going to get to the uh, going back to the cereal discussion. I'm probably going to buy a small box of Apple Jacks somewhere and uh, try that Apple Jacks encrusted chicken. And then maybe try some, uh, make my own Captain Crunching crusted chicken. And uh, we'll see how that goes. Yeah. I'll, I'll let you know how that goes. That's I, I, Hopefully it'll be great. <laughs> that might not be bad. That was like, some cheese. That I was like a lot of cheese right there, boy. Some honeycomb. Like smashed up honeycomb on the chicken. Like a, a honey chicken. Ooh, that, that sounds good. So, anyway. Honey on chicken town sounds good. Yeah. yeah. Period. Whether it's a honeycomb cereal or not. Yeah. How do you want to do it? Yeah. Yeah. I gotta uh, go. I gotta go right now because my uh I'm coming. My uh, my stripper friend honey. <laughs> uh, <laughs> All right, man. We'll check you later. Y'all have a good night. Later.